Yeah. Bills Mafia. Don Brown. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Hey, hey. Who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. I got that challenge on my team. Mike, hi, Jordan Boyer. Can you catch it? Folks, welcome into a brand new episode of the Crowd Assist Podcast presented by Trainwreck Sports. As always, Wake here with my partner in crime, Kevin Masseri. Kevin, before we get into football, what happened with the Yankees yesterday, man? <laughs> I had fun with the Blue Jays, so I'm not upset, but what happened? It's that dumb runner on second rule. One hit shouldn't win you a game. Um, it's just like running for 12 yards in football and getting an overtime win. Don't like it. I don't I don't think it should be a W. I got it during the COVID season um, where you needed to move games along, but it's bizarre rule. And I thought I thought they played pretty well. It's baseball. I mean, you're going to yeah. lose. You're going to win 40 and lose 40. Like right off the bat, you're 40 and 40. And then from there, it determines what you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like I had a parlay going yesterday and I was stoked to get that hit. I had the Orioles under uh, underdog money line today too. So off to a good start here, but enough baseball talk. Obviously, got a great guest here to talk about everything the Bills have done in free agency and do our first ever live mock draft on the Crowdus's podcast. Longest resume I'm ever going to read off for a guest, I swear. CEO of Sports Cube TV, sports director of 96.5 FM WUFO, and beat reporter for 1080 AM. Again, longest one, but still. Mookie Hawkins, find him on Twitter at WUFO Sports. How's it going, Mookie? How's, how's your Friday going? It's going beyond good. I can tell you that. I'm having a great Friday right now. You know, I ran out of, uh, you know, titles there, man. I had a few more, <laughs> but it just couldn't fit. I ain't have enough words. <laughs> well, if we had any more, I might still be rattling them off. So thank you for keeping it to three. Uh, before we get to recapping free agency, I'm excited to say the cap does have a new sponsor. You see their logo in the bottom right corner there. It's Amherst Alehouse. They've been serving up amazing pizza wings and beer in buffalo since 2005 and even more notably my personal favorite their pizza tots tater tots with melted mozzarella cheese cup and char pepperoni pizza sauce on the side so good i miss it moved away from buffalo two years ago now it's weird to say it's been two years and amherstale house is easily one of the restaurants i miss the most and since restaurants are opening now at larger capacities, they still need our help to get through the pandemic right now. So order from Amherst Alehouse for your draft night, Sabres game nights, and every night in between. And now let's stop talking about those pizza tots. Mookie, how would you evaluate what Brandon Bean has done so far in the offseason here? Well, Big Baller Bean, a.k.a. the burglar, is continuing <laughs> to you know brush up his skills for the draft and He's still in free agency right now, you know, so um, they're doing an awesome job. I mean, who would have thought like this great turnaround from trust in the process this quickly? I mean, the, 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 the overall success that the team has had, not to mention what's going on from a front office standpoint, is unheard of when you think about organizations, how they're being ran, you know, from an NFL perspective. Right now, the Bills are showing the league how you actually run franchise and they're doing an awesome job in free agency uh they're going after veteran guys they know that they are so close to you know achieving the ultimate and going to the super bowl and winning it right now they feel that you got to get those veterans to get you over the hump and you know right now they're doing a good job of that 
Yeah, definitely doing a really good job of that. And, you know, one of the guys that they've brought in who I've seen you posting on Twitter a little bit about, so I want to pick your brain, Matt Burita. I posted on Facebook. I'm working on an article now. I think there's a path for him to actually be the Bills' starting running back day one this year. And that's, you know, we have injuries with him, injury concerns and everything that go along with that. Injury concerns with Zach Moss, too. Moss can't hold on to the football. Devin Singletary can't catch the football. So so do you think there's a path for Matt Burita to get that role, carve that role out for himself in this offense? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you look at him, he first of all, he's been to a Super Bowl. Um, so he fits the mold that the Bills are trying to get to. Um, you know, even if it's from that extra week, that veteran, that that knowledge of, you know, knowing how to prepare for that, going into that, how to handle that on the road. You know, he's been there. So just to have that knowledge, you know, for that, just because, you know, eventually they're going to be there again, you know. So you want to have that experience. Sometimes experience gets you over the hump, man, in, in certain places. So Brita. Uh, zone run. Now, let's let's take key word what the Bills are trying to do is zone mm-hmm. run. They yeah. changed the scheme last year with the addition of Stefan Diggs. If you so called recall, when they drafted Josh Allen, Josh Allen wasn't coming in to be you know this elite gunslinger, he was coming in to be more like of a game manager. They were going to run the ball, you know, with the big uglies and Frank Gore starting off. <laughs> uh, Devin Singletary was going to you know basically pass the torch to Devin Singletary, but you bring in Stefan Diggs, and hey, Diggs want that rock. You know, so the, the the offense changed dynamically. And what was the continuity piece coming in off of COVID was the pass game. Everybody was familiar with the pass game. Everybody knows their pass pro. Only person that didn't know was Steph Diggs. So let's get Steph Diggs caught up to speed. And here we are. Run game, you're going to suffer because they switch from a power run to a zone run. Mm-hmm. And that's where you see Devin Singletary struggle. You bring in rookie Zach Moss, who is a zone runner. But as a rookie, you know, you're not as patient. You, you you know, your line doesn't have that continuity on, you know, being in sync. When you're running zone, you have to be in sync with, with each other. And with, with no training camp, with, due to COVID, the run game didn't look good, you know, in many's eyes. You know, it was basically the eyesore that led to them, you know, not having enough balance for Kansas City. So Breida's definitely going to come in because he's a 4-4 guy in Singletary 4-6. Moss for six. So you got to have a little bit more dynamic speed at that position as well. So Breed is a definitely good piece. And you're right, Jake, he can come in and start. Yeah, I'm, I I was a huge fan of him when he was in, like, you know, San Francisco. I was high on him in Miami because it seemed like they might do, you know, between him and Tua, it seemed like a dynamic offense, at least the potential of it, you know, at the beginning of last year before we kind of found out that Tua's maybe kind of like a lesser Kyler Murray, but we won't talk too much about the Dolphins today to keep it interesting, to say the very least. Uh, but uh, it's 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 nice to see that speed factor come in because now this – I said in the offseason last year, this offense is starting to remind me of the Kansas City Chiefs with a lot of guys who are really good at their one thing, and a lot of them are really fast – guys that are hard to cover man on man and you know Matt Burita just kind of adds to that which is huge for this offense another guy we brought in Emmanuel Sanders so we'll just stick with that here we talked about it a little bit last time we were on with Kurt Howmesser uh so we won't go too long but are you worried maybe about a step back in production going from John Brown to Emmanuel Sanders or is it more lateral or do you think it's going to be like a step up oh it's, it's a step up and this yeah. is no disrespect to smoke Brown. Um, but when you look at it realistically, when you when you looking at it from a football perspective, mm-hmm. on third down, 
we could bracket coverage Steph Diggs. We could bracket coverage uh, uh, Beasley underneath. Okay, it's, he's going to blow the top off, but separation. We need somebody that can get separation on third down. All three of our guys, all three of our weapons need to create separation. In the event that those two guys get bracketed, Kansas City, you know, wasn't getting too much separation when needed on those key third downs. And, you know, he does has the injuries, and the Bills coincidentally did go 5-0 and when I'm being out. So, you know, that cap number, you know, didn't look too well, you know. But when you bring in a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, the biggest thing, he can get separation. He he can run the complete route tree. So that's going to help Beasley and Diggs in the long run. So I think that was a bump up by the Bills. And obviously, you know, the, the running – the one aspect of the running game that hasn't changed so far is the offensive line that's going to be blocking for these guys. We started talking a little bit before we got on here live, maybe with these additions that they've brought in now with Jamil Douglas and the other tackles and guards they've brought in. Maybe they won't go for one in the draft. Definitely not day one. Maybe day two, probably day three if they do. Does that concern you? Because that kind of really concerns me, honestly, having Cody Ford slotted in at left guard, maybe not bringing in day two competition for that spot. Well, there is competition that's, that's there. You Don't forget, I mean, right now it's not even Cody Ford's spot. It's Ike Bodiger's spot. True. So um, you got uh, – you bring in a guy like LaRaven Clark, he can play both positions. You bring in a guy like uh, 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 Jamil Douglas, he can play both positions. So, you know, the Bills are going to do their best job of making this a competitive roster. They're going to find another guy. Maybe they find the kid out of Grambling Slate, David Moore. Um, Spencer Brown, if he's available, but uh, his his stock is shooting anywhere between one and a fourth. <laughs> you know, <but laughs> like you know, his stock is crazy right now. So it is some quality depth pieces that still be available for the Bills. I mean, if they had the nose, the great nose, to find Wyatt Teller in the what fifth round, true, they could do that again easily in this year's draft. And look, in those rounds, in those later rounds, we'll get more of the draft talk later when we do the mock draft. But, you know, it's deep offensive line class. Are there guys in the third day that you feel comfortable with them bringing in? Or are you in the camp of day two offensive line? I'm, I'm, I'm fine either way. I'm fine mm. even if they go day one with it. Um, really? Okay. But, I mean, yeah. Could be. When you look at the Bills do an excellent job with developing their own. Once you once once your coaching staff knows how to develop, you know, then it doesn't matter what round a, a, a kid goes in. You look at all their previous drafts, all the guys that they're drafted, let's say about 85% of them has been an impact on this roster, you know, and that's still on this roster. Very few that they draft that's not a part of this roster. So they know how to develop, and you know, I don't I won't mind either way because you still have Trey Adams. You know, that's on the practice squad who was considered at one point, you know, he's all American coming out. So, you know, it's a development process. So you trust the process and the development comes with that. So I'm fine either way. Tevin Jenkins is a beast, says Skyline 1-5. Not quite an offensive lineman, I don't think, but I think he's right. Tevin Jenkins, that's the, that's the LSU D-tackler, right, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. No, that's Tyler Shelvin. No, I don't know. No, that. that's, that's, the, uh, that's the Oklahoma State's tackle tevin i think his name is tevin jenkins yeah it's tevin jenkins he's the offensive tackle exactly yeah, so but, Oklahoma is State, zone, yeah. but is he a zone blocker we gotta we can't just look at these tackles we gotta look at them how they scheme fits pay attention to what the bills are doing with these veteran guys all right bobby hart zone run 
uh, uh, Jamil Douglas, they zoned in Tennessee. Um, so, you know, that's the thing. They got to get guys that's more oriented to that scheme. Now, when they brought in Stefan Diggs and say, hey, we're doing zone, those guys up front probably didn't know how to run zone. Look at Feliciano. He's pretty much a, sure. you know, he's a run blocker, but he's not a zone run blocker per se. You know, mm-hmm. so you, you got to have those guys that fit that mode. And, you know, that's why they're bringing in those type of guys. Just just go and look at their highlight tape, and you'll see them blocking zone. <laughs> yeah, he's a big athletic tackle. They're, they're saying he's, he's going to be able to play multiple positions in the NFL. So um, could he play zone? I think it's very possible that you could see someone – um, like his like his uh, physical ability be able to play zone, but does he have enough of it on tape? You know that's something that you'll have to to think about if you're you know looking to draft Tevin Jenkins. He is a beast, and a lot of people are saying he has the potential to start day one. Um, you know he's going to probably be gone though. I mean I got him in the twenties, so mm-hmm. it's a possibility he could be there, but um, the Bills might not have a chance at him. Um, so I have him I have him right around the early 20s. So I don't anticipate him being even available for the Bills uh, if things go the way due to his position versatility um, and being a day one starter. Yeah, it's going to be some juicy picks. It's going to be some juicy mm-hmm. picks at 30. It's going <laughs> to be some head scratches. It's going to be, man, I thought that That's right. was going to put a trigger on this guy. <laughs> I'm it's going to be, it's it's be something exciting at 30 if they don't trade back. Just so, like Ed Oliver. I mean, we didn't anticipate Ed yeah. Oliver being available. I, I, I thought there was no way um, he would be available at that pick. And I think the Bills ran that pick up and he's starting to develop into his own now. So I think it's going to be the same at 30. Who's going to fall and who's being going to swing the trigger on? Because you saw him do it with AJ Epinesa last year. Um, he's going to take the best available player on his board and work with it. Um, and he, and he, yeah, I mean, to, you know, we have a comment here, um, being such a good job of setting up the board and taking the best player. Exactly. You know, exactly, yeah. exactly. If it's a linebacker, he's going to take them. Um, if it's running back, he's going to take them. I mean, I, I, I don't count out receiver even if there's a guy there that he likes, that can develop long-term. I don't care how good the room is. He'll probably take them but it's going to be a lot of best available players at right. 30. It's not just going to be one just sticking out. It's That's going right. to be yeah. a handful of them sticking out at 30. That's why people like to trade up there. So could there be a trade potential there to buy that fifth-year option? I'm interested in a trade only if I get good value. I don't want to trade 15 picks back, lose those players we're talking about here today, mm-hmm. lose that fifth-year option to get like a like third it's not quite enticing enough for me to miss out on the potential of that fifth year option, which you use in negotiating like you did with Trey white and others. Um, I, I need a good trade back. I need another late second to trade back. That's, that's just where I'm at. I, I don't want to trade back for a pick in the nineties. Um, well, so you would want a second in the early and a late second. Or yeah. Or yeah. At least like an early third, really. Yeah. Yeah. Early third, um, you know, depending on how far, how far back you have to move, well, but I want I had, the value there. Yeah. I had a proposal at one point, like, well, the Bills will move back just to accumulate a fourth round pick because the right. Bills don't have one, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, hmm, who has the most draft picks in the draft and who would entertain moving up with the Bills a little bit? Mm-hmm. Let's think about Jacksonville. Jacksonville picks 33rd in the second round. Mm-hmm. They would love to move up to uh, a couple of more spots just to have a third first round or another impact player right away, especially a guy that they have high on their board. We could yeah. move back to 33, uh, accumulate a fourth-round pick. We'll take Jacksonville fourth-round pick to move back four spots. Uh, hopefully their guy still will be on the board at, at you know at only four picks, but they pick up an extra fourth in the in the process. So 
who's to know that they might do it that way. If, if I was a gambling man and if, and if that's what I needed to do, that's mm. like sticking out to me right now for a fourth round pick because the Bills don't have a fourth rounder. So I move back just four picks to pick up another fourth. I can entertain that and still live with the sacrifice that one of my guys that I have on that board at 30 still might not be there, but yeah. mm -hmm. I still have a few more guys that's on that board. It's a great decision because I had Jacksonville listed as a trade candidate as well, but just a little different reasoning. I think they could use pick 45 and 65 to come up and, and get it done too so that they have a pick in the late first and early second. So is that enough? The first pick of the third round to move back 15 spots? That's about where it's valuable enough for me to do it. I mean, you're talking about adding a premier third round pick, the top of the dra uh, top of the round that equals out on the chart. That's what I'm talking about. I don't yeah. want to move back. Now I'll do Mookie's trade. I'll definitely move back and pick up that fourth for sure all day. I just don't want to move back 10 spots and get a high yeah. fourth. It just, it's just starting to get risky. Yeah. You want to buy yourself out of your pick. You That's know? right. You want to still be in a, in a hunt form. So I figure like, damn, I can move back four spots. Now, if all four of my best available players go in that sequence, that's just the damn look of the draw. What are the odds <laughs> yeah. on that happening? You know, just to get a, a extra fourth. You know, so that's mm -hmm. the trade that I think that you know could definitely be a you know a possibility. It could be mm -hmm. a possibility if the Bills are looking to trade back. But they mm -hmm. always trade during the draft. It, it, oh yeah, it hasn't been a, a, a trade a, a draft that they hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and especially if some of the offensive tackles start to fall too, get someone right away that can protect Trevor Lawrence and be with him. Also, having a fifth year option is that I know Jacksonville. I think they're also picking in the, in like the teens. Like, aren't they? If I'm not yeah. mistaken, like eighteen or so. Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe maybe that's where they can take someone like Samuel Cosme. But you know, let's say Jalen Waddle or one of those receivers falls all the way there and then the tap then there's a run on receiver and then the tackles start to go uh in the late round so that'd be something interesting for jacksonville there uh yeah. so we're going to be talking so much about the draft network and using their mock draft machine i did want to shout out joe marino he did a really cool piece today you guys know the last time the bills had the 30th overall pick and what they did with it Probably not because Kevin and I weren't born yet. Mookie, I'm not going to ask you how old you are live on the air. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think it goes back this far. The 70s? 1970, they took Dennis Shaw out of San Diego State, the quarterback. And he was only with them for four years or so, started for three years. But that just shows how long it's been since the Bills, you know, obviously been in the late parts of the draft like this, but just been in pick 30. Like, I didn't know – I. Dennis Shaw isn't on my list of, you know, drought quarterbacks. I've never even heard of the guy. Obviously, it's before the drought, but, you know. You get the I wasn't born when he was drafted. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Know. I know. I know that he, you know, he was drafted by the Bills, but I, mm. I wasn't born when he, you know, when he got the, when, when his name flashed. <laughs> you read it in the paper the next day three days later probably yeah. right back in the 70s <laughs> now it's now it's live tweets live everything back then it was like who did the bills take a couple days ago right yeah. so <laughs> now you're yelling at your friends not to read the tweets out to you 30 seconds before they make the that's right people are getting in trouble media members are getting <laughs> in trouble it's leaking people want to want the entertainment they don't want it leaked they mm -hmm. want to talk about it live on twitter with friends family media they, they don't want it leaked three picks prior especially pick yeah. 30 they could start leaking Leaking that at pick twenty five, the Bills pick could start. Oh, the it's leak. gonna leak. Yeah, it's gonna leak, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's gonna leak. I'm excited for the Bills embedded series where you get to see another Brandon Bean fist pump at the end of the first round. Whether that's for a good trade back, maybe a good trade up, 
Who knows? Could he uh, trade up? It could trade up. Yeah, before before we get into talking about the, the you know the main needs for this Bills team heading into the draft, you know, let's get a gauge for where we're all at, whether it's trade up, trade down, staying put. I can say I'm absolutely don't trade up on that team. I don't want like we already are missing the fourth round pick. We do have an extra fifth. But still, this is a draft where good players, because of the nature of the COVID college season, the COVID scouting season, good players are going to fall. And I trust Brandon Bean and his scouting staff like they've done for the past couple of years. And even Sean McDermott, when he was here, you know, basically being GM alone by himself, they find value for the most part. And they're good at evaluating in the later parts, especially finding Gabriel Davis. We know that firsthand from last year. So, Kevin. Are you, if you had to pick, like, you know, order those, how would you go between trade up, trade down, and staying put? I like staying put. I think staying put's the move to me. Um, that's where I'm at, number one. And I'm going to go off the cuff just because I'm worried about the value of trading back. I don't want to lose the value. I think the Bills have a shot to add a premier player at 30. All the players that can fall. Got to be careful with trading back and getting into the range of now you're talking more about projects like AJ Epinesa sure. have a couple projects on the defense already. I don't know that I want to add another one to that at corner or another position. Um, I'm number one. Keep that pick because you're going to get one of your best available players. Keep it and you know you're going to rock with that. Number two, I'm trade up. I, I think you can get a great deal getting a guy that fits your defense or offense a couple of picks earlier and not just like we were talking about Jacksonville and maybe not spending a huge chunk of change to do so. Maybe a 2022 pick um, and keep those picks this year. I, I think that if that is a player that you can add to your defense, a cornerback day one that would come in and start, maybe it's the running back you're looking at. You worry about ETN going in front of you, Najee Harris. So I think that if, if there's a run in a position and they're getting worried, I think trading up is fine. And, and still, watch out for linebacker. They love a lot of these linebackers. Mm -hmm. If they trade up for a linebacker, it probably wouldn't be popular, but that would leave you to believe, what are they doing with Edmonds in his fifth-year option? But I, I think that that linebacker spot is something to watch on early in the draft. I think they're interested in it, um, and I think they're interested in adding another piece of talent at least to replace A.J. Klein next year. So. A lot to look forward to, but I'm that's that's how I order them. A lot of people are going to put trade back first. I just need that. I, I'm fine with trading back. I just need that value, and I don't want to put myself into range um, of that weird AJ Epinesa range again. To where really late fallers? Is he going to develop early? Are we going to have to take two years? This, this, this the, the time is now. We, they don't have a ton of time to sit on developing players. They don't have a ton of roster spots. Right? Let's be honest. After what they've done this week, they don't have a ton of roster spots. Go out there, get a day one starter at corner or, or premier running back. And if you need to trade a fourth round pick next year to do it, okay. So so be it. So I'm, I'm, where do you stand, Mookie? Um, right now I would stay at thirty. Yeah. And when when you look at the Bills roster right now, we're we're talking about the roster. This up and coming season, we're not talking in the years to come or whatever the case. How the roster is built right now, you keep that pick. You look at all the moves that's been happening. One move that hasn't been made one is cornerback, it has not been a free agent cornerback move. All right, so that's letting you know Bills are looking for corners in the draft. Uh, there has not been an edge rusher deal other than JJ Watt in free agency. So, right now, those are the top two right now that's on high on the Bills list. And yes, you do have linebacker. Um, we're talking about Coach McDermott, somebody who's pretty much invented the hybrid position back in Carolina. Um, mm -hmm. He hasn't really drafted that hybrid guy. Now, he converted Matt Milano into it to a degree, but it's not all the way hybrid, than opposed to all these hybrid linebackers you see 
coming out here in this year's draft from the kid from Notre Dame, from, you know, the kid out in West uh, Virginia Tech. Um, it's a lot of hybrid guys. Look at Jacoby Stevens from LSU, Jabril mm-hmm. Cox. Um, Xavier Collins is a guy who can rush the passer and cover at, you know, 6'4", 260. Uh, you know, so I'll kick, I'll stick 30, but if I can move back, I'm going to move back to where we are at 33. I'm only going to move back only those four just to make sure that my guy is still there. I think it's edge rusher. And if Uwe is there, I'm taking Uwe. I'm sorry. You, 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 I, I don't care what they say about, oh, he didn't get much experience or he didn't get enough. He didn't get a sack last year. You mm-hmm. cannot teach four, three, six at that size. All right. And that's the only thing that the Bills was lacking up front is third down. We're not getting after the quarterback. Now, yeah. if the Bills can develop this kid just on get off. If he knows how to get off, four, three goes in effect immediately. <laughs> so that's all they need to really teach him if he ain't got that. But you can't teach four, three speed. So I would have to go. Uway right now at 30 is a luxury pick. If I feel that he could slide at 33, then I'll trade back. He'll still be there. I still got my guy, you know, at 33. Um, the trade up, I don't think it's feasible for the Bills to trade up. Why would you trade up to get a running back when Breed is there? Uh, if, if the Bills trade up to get a running back, um, somebody's getting traded. Devin Singletary will be traded. Um, you already might be traded in my opinion, but that's another that's another topic. <laughs> you don't you don't you don't need to move up to get a cornerback because it's a cornerback late in draft. And then furthermore, mm-hmm. the Bills went to the AFC Championship, you know, game with an undrafted cornerback at number two. Mm-hmm. You know, Levi Wallace is undrafted. So if they can, you know, get that far with an undrafted cornerback, you really don't need a bona fide. You don't need to reach. You know, for, you know, as per se, a, a Patrick Sertain or, you know, a Caleb Fairley may slide at 30 to them, you know. But, you know, once again, like I say, it's going to be a lot of best available players at pick 30. That's right. You just have to see what route the Bills need to go. And, and Alphon will. Impact starter, per se, because when you look at the trade they did with Steph Diggs, mm-hmm. you know, that was obvious that it, no every everybody's back. So there's no room for somebody to come in and start. It's room for somebody to be an impact in a situation, basically like a passing situation or, you know, a certain run package. So right now, Bills are looking for quality depth and dynamic rookies that they can develop later on. Yeah, and speaking of the guys that they're going to be looking for, we'll take a look at who the Draft Network deems are the Bills' most important targets by position uh, in the draft this year. Some things I don't necessarily agree with, and that's why we're going to talk about it. Listing wide receiver as a primary need is a little bit bizarre, in my opinion. Uh, Secondary needs, I'm not sure if I'd have tight end there, but running back and uh, interior defensive line, definitely. Uh, Something about just bringing in another developmental tight end when they already have, you know, Tommy Sweeney, Dawson Knox, uh, you know, bring someone in the same mold. I get why you do because tight ends are usually, you know, a couple years away from impacting in the NFL right away. Um, And then ancillary needs, which I had to Google the definition of of that word, (laughs) offensive tackle, uh, interior offensive line, which I think could be a little bit higher personally, safety linebacker and quarterback. And then obviously the draft picks there. So uh, Mookie, is there anything here that's glaringly wrong to you or do you think they have it right? They, they, They don't have this right. <laughs> I don't even think it's if close. This was put out, if this was put out before free agency, okay, I mm-hmm. understand to some degree. 
but we got to shuffle the deck there a little bit. Linebackers right now is a primary. You know, I had to tell, I had to ask Coach McDermott, you know, with the moves that New England made with bringing in these two tight ends, I understand that Matt Milano was a key, you know, bring back, but do you need more help at linebacker? Because, hey, we had Matt Milano out there with Travis Kelsey and the Bills didn't win. So exactly. with that being said, you need more depth and more dynamic guys at that position. So linebacker is definitely a primary need. And then one, furthermore, Matt Milano gets hurt. A.J. Klein, he was, you know, the Bills, you know, basically, you know, made him play a little bit more aggressive to his strong suits, but he still is a liability in coverage. So you got to look at that type of deal. And then the guys that you had after that were injury guys, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Dobson came in and played like a dog. You know, during what that Miami Dolphin game, he's definitely yep. showed promise. He's earned a spot on the roster, but you need to get more players. You know, at a surplus of linebacker right now, at a need. Um, I mean, dude, just imagine Divine Diablo at 6'4", 230 pounds safety, walking down as a wheel right next to Tremaine Edmonds, who's six five two sixty. I have nightmares about that. <laughs> You know, size and speed, man. You got to get guys that can run with the cheetah. Eric Stokes is out there. He could be potentially brought in at 30 just because he run a 4-2-5. You know, so – and he's 6-2. <laughs> you know, so there's <laughs> definitely some guys. You like you like my guy put up, uh, Afidi Melifon, 6-3, 195 pounds, rangy. Uh, definitely likes to come up and hit. Um, you got Shrill Wilms, another Syracuse guy. Uh, the Syracuse scouts – the Syracuse scouts, all right, Boston College, Syracuse, mm-hmm. you know, they pulled from there. Yeah, some of those scouts, is, you know, uh, uh, you know, were on those staffs uh, prior to uh, their time in Buffalo. So maybe might be some Syracuse blood being drafted or some, you know, hey, be at Boston College with Matt Milano already in the work. So, you know, it, it's, it's that way. I mean, you can get – it's a surplus of corners that will be available if you feel that any one of those guys – can beat out Levi Wallace. Hey, he was undrafted, so the Bills have an entire seventh round draft to find a number two corner. And on top of that, Dane Jackson looked good against DeAndre Hopkins last year. So I'm not going to say he's going to be a starting cornerback next year, but he might be a season away from that potentially. At least, you know, stick into the rotation a little bit more this year. I'm really excited to see him get some more playing time. Uh, Kevin, did you want to touch any more on these draft needs here? Anything you wanted to point out that maybe you think is a little too high or too low in here? Or should we get into the draft? Um, I mean, quarterback, they shouldn't even be on the list. They have probably yeah. the best quarterback room in the league. <laughs> That's um, what I was saying, right? They have a top one, top two, and top. Like, really, they have a developmental guy in from. They have a mm-hmm. top number two, and they have a top number one. I mean, it's not even close to even anywhere near a list. Um, and they do actually Antelier. have a don't need category. Yes. Have, yeah. He would be on that would be on the don't need category for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, wide receiver needs to be moved down. I, I'm fine with edge and cornerback. If you want to put up linebacker, swap that with a receiver. Receiver's an ancillary need. It needs to go down two levels. Um, if there's a really premier player they can't pass on, they will have the development of it. You know, Cole Beasley's expect you know, you don't know how long you have these guys. If that's how they feel, they'd like to do it. And, you know, obviously, you know, Sanders is only here for a year. If they're thinking about that, fine. But I can't list a receiver as more than an ancillary need. Um, the other ones are okay. Um, yeah. IDL is probably an, an ancillary need. Um, uh, it, we'll roll with it. C, CB and Adger, <laughs> I'm fine with that as primary needs. Um, mm. And move linebacker up would be. Who, would be the, 
who who who's responsible for putting receivers as a primary need? If I may ask, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> it's what the Draft Network. They do have this nice little chart, uh, the one webpage they have, where they like list every team in the NFL as like primary, secondary, and so on. Um, but yeah, it, going through it, 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 there were a few questionable things, not just on the Bills, uh, but I, I'm guessing it hasn't been updated since the beginning of free. It's like after John Brown. Brown. It, it, like, that 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 still shouldn't be up there. They had two no. receivers. The Bills had two receivers with a combined over 200 catches. Mm-hmm. That's not not a primary need. They both back. <laughs> they both caught like 76 percent of their passes too. They were like one in four all time in catch percentage in Bills wide receiver seasons. So. Yeah, yeah, it's confusing. We won't, I don't even know how to react to it at this point anymore. What I do know how to react to is needing to tell you guys about another sponsor. Not a great segue, but we had to move the show along a little bit. Got to remind you guys, we are also sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family's jewels and pride themselves in their technological developments that really provide the best men's grooming experience. They're trusted by 2 million men worldwide, including myself. So become one of us. Join the movement. Use promo code TRAINWRECK at manscaped.com for 20% off your total purchase and free shipping. That free shipping is what really gets it done there. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll move this uh, the screen around a little bit here. Going to start sharing uh, the page on the Draft Network. And so everyone knows how this works. Uh, the Draft Network has a nice handy dandy uh, little mock draft machine. Hopefully we can all see that now. Uh, and we got you know the draft board over here. And we're just going to hit start and see where this takes us. Uh, so obviously we're going to see a run on quarterbacks uh, to start it off and see interesting what maybe San Francisco does there. Uh, taking offensive tackle, not sure they would trade up all the way for an offensive tackle, but uh, I mean, is there is there a possibility there? Probably not, right? Kyle <laughs> Pitts. <laughs> Mac Jones going to the Mac stock is rising. I guess so. After that pro day, is that shocking to you guys? Yes, mm-hmm. especially over Justin Fields. So you mean to tell me Justin Fields going to New England? Or Rashad Bateman? Trey Lance and Justin Fields are both still so out now there. As you hear us to Arizona. Yep, Arizona needs a running back. Yeah, good pick. Mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth, 18th, two tight ends in the first. Point. Oh, we got a trade offer. Um, but I'm not extremely interested in moving up nine spots for a fifth and a sixth. I mean, I'll hit counter offer here and we can look at who is all on the board. Um, but you know, Jalen Phillips isn't worth trading up for, um, Mookie, that's your guy. Did you, would you want to trade up for Aziz Azulari? No. How do you say his last name? You know, you know how to say his last name better than I do. I was Jari. I was okay, and your OA was your guy, the Penn State one, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I should have known that. Fields is still in the green room right now. Can what was that? Fields is still in the green room. Mm-hmm. Now imagine him being there at thirty and someone wanting to trade up and take him. Now that's an interesting. Well, after Lance just went, I would assume that Indy's not calling us. They're probably calling somebody else at twenty-one there to mm-hmm. to get that deal done. Um, yes, Twenty-one's a magical spot though for a quarterback. I guess so. Uh, let's see if they end up trade. We're getting so many trade offers here, but I'm not. For sake of argument, I would kind of want to see who's there at 30, if that's all right with you guys. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll see. 
Let's go Jalen Phillips at first edge rusher off the board. He might not even be the best in the class, too, which is interesting. Fields is still in the green room. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. There's Quiddy Pay. Oh, he still ain't there? I feel like uh, – so Carolina wants to trade up. This could probably be for Justin Fields, um, but that's not anything that makes it interesting. A second, 39th overall, and a fifth. Nope. Um, and then Broncos – for a second, a fourth, no nope. seventh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling that either. So, Mookie, do you, do these trades interest you at all for trading back, or would you need something? Right, something we we stick in that thirty. We stick in that thirty. All if right. they want fields, they got to come harder than that. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. So let's see. We got we got Jason away here. Is that your guy? Is that who we're gonna go with? Attack edge rusher. Is this my pick or is Kevin first? Uh, I, I was going to say this is a collaborative effort. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We got Justin Fields. We got Travis Etienne on deck. We got Eric Stokes saving Collins. Like I said, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be some real good meat and potatoes. There's some good names on the board right now, some good names. Mm-hmm. If, so, if I had- out of these guys right now, I mean, at a knee, at a positional knee, who, can, who, who has more upside to be a playmaker right now out of those guys? <laughs> it's got to be Eric Stokes just because he, he's got the speed to come in and immediately, you know, be that number two corner outside of Trey White. Will he? It's a deep cornerback class. So, you know, maybe the opportunity cost of getting someone, you know, a cornerback later and getting someone higher up in maybe a weaker edge class. Uh, that's something I like to think about. So how much time I, do we got? Is this clock ticking? Oh, this clock's paused. We're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of ETN here at this at the value of 30. You get a primetime running back with um, catchability. Um, you could come in, change your offense totally. You're not trading a pickup to do it. I like ETN here. If we go defense, I like Zayvon Collins, a guy that can play day one. You can do a lot of different things with him. So th- those are my picks as the board sits right now with ETN sitting there as well as Zayvon Collins. Um, some good names on both sides of the ball uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Mookie, we'll let you we'll let you be the deciding factor. He Ken and I both listed some names here. Who would you go with in this situation? Um, when you look at it, what did what did Zayvon Collins forty go uh, yesterday? What was his forty? Do you know? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Let's we'll see. Let the Google it real quick. Um, when, you, when you when you look at a positional need, like it to me is between Uwe and Zayvon Collins. Zayvon Collins. Uh, he can do more right now because he can rush the passer and mm-hmm. he can cover at that size, you know. But once again, it's four three six, man. Like what defensive end you knew ever in life wore in four three six? You gotta <laughs> get that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I can't just not even Eric Stokes run a four two, but it's different from a pass rusher to a receiver. A pass rusher can impact the game, you know. I think a little bit more because the game is one up front. You know, for starters. So I, I'm I'm going with Uwe. I mean, Zayvon Collins is there, and Stokes is there, but I'm looking at ETN. When you really look at it, um, Brandon Bean said, you know, they're not sure. It's still uncertainty coming in with these rookies, especially with the COVID and everything. So yeah, trying to get a guy right now. To say, for instance, Matt Breida is in the building right now. He has a playbook and everything ready to roll. Yeah, he actually has a faster 40 time than ETN. Yeah, and you don't know, you know, what's going on. If he can get drafted, he still has to partake in school, you know, and stuff like that. So 
at a position like that, they're going to get a veteran guy. So I don't think running back is an option. I mean, Stokes, Uwe, and Collins are very, you know, tantalizing right there. But I'm going 4-3-6. I'm going Uwe right there. I'll still be crying because uh, I like Zayvon Collins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I'm, he I'm, had the third best cone time of anyone Zayvon Collins did. Um, so he's got that versatile quickness, edge speed. Um, so it's 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 a tough, but I, I see you. I, I see the need for a defensive end, especially um, one that could come in and really dominate day one. So you know, we'll well, we'll let you we'll let to, you guys decide. He don't yeah. have to come in and dominate day one. We just need four, three, five, and get off on third down. You still got mm-hmm. Addison and Jerry Hughes. Learn from those guys for one year, and then guess what? We'll have Jason Uwe on one side. We'll have a more polished AJ Espinosa. We'll have mm-hmm. a, a, a savvy veteran and Ed Oliver, and we'll have a defensive tackle to be in this year's draft. That'll be your future front coming up. Yeah, and linebackers are definitely a deeper class than the edge class. After Uwe, it's kind of a very steep drop-off. So uh, I think we're in agreement. We'll hit draft on Jason Uwe, and he will step right in to the Bills' uh, defensive front rotation. ETN going to Tampa Bay after they took uh, – after after they already uh, re-signed Leonard Fournette and – Brasarian said that Ronald Jones or everybody there is still good. Stokes the corner. Tryon was another guy. Tryon. His mm-hmm. his his presser was interesting. Why so? Tryon. Because he mm-hmm. sounded like he sounded like he was already a bill. Really? I, I didn't hear it. What did he say? Do you remember like specifics? Or? Yeah, he was like he loved Buffalo. He loved how he, you know, how the, their scheme fits his his abilities. And you know, he was, you know, even like other guys were interviewing him. He was like, well, I just want to be the best version of myself. And mm-hmm. then he was like, well, it don't matter if I get drafted in the first round or not. You know, I just want to go to a team that knows how to use me. So I'm like, where's his value good. right now? I've seen it in the second. Were they, would he, is he up in the first round? Yeah. He just went to Miami like 34th or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> 36 down there at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. yeah. yeah he just, wow. Yeah, he just went. That's what I said. Well, how I said, cause I've seen his name flash that early. Wow. Here's a guy. He opted out. Yeah. You know? Well, we got a trade offer to move back, and that is nothing that I would even consider accepting. <laughs> oh, man. Third, 77th and 185th for 61. No way. That's sweet right now. Wait. <laughs> That's ugly, too. Man. Tough stuff. Yeah. No, we're. I feel like we're picking this pick here at, at 61. Uh, and Mookie, how do you like how the board has fallen for the Bills here? Well, it's falling pretty good right now. Um, where where are we at is with sixty one guys. We get we got our edger. So what what's the next available need? Corner, corner. Um, so you could go. I'm in favor of offensive line, but right now there's really no one there that kind of fits that. I'm not a huge Brady Christensen uh, fan personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be a good guy, but I feel like he'll kind of just be, he'll he'll fall into the depth of the. Of the of the offensive line already, um, I like the value of Basham there. But you just drafted a D end. Um, mm-hmm. Basham would be the natural pick if they went Collins in the first, or they did something different. Basham's mm-hmm. a pretty good value here. Not going to double down, especially with AJ Epinesa last year. They just don't have the ability to 
um, to do that. Um, but Molden sitting there from Washington is a very interesting name at the cornerback room for sure. Probably one of the last ones. Tyson Campbell's on the board from Georgia as well. Um, but I'm a big fan of Elijah Molden. Mm-hmm. I think he comes in with that 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 ability. 5'10", 191. Is that what they're looking for? I don't know. They generally like a little bit rangier of corners, but we've got Trey White. So um, does have a lot of talent at a pretty deep position group. He sticks out to me. Brevin Jordan's another guy I know people like from Miami, the tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the route you want to go, he's there as well. Um, but those are pretty much the names I see um, that they'd be looking at. Yeah, I'm not going to – I don't love love a lot of the names here. Uh, but you have Melfon Wu available down there um, as yeah, well. Yeah, way so. down there. So that, that's kind of why like, at this point – Corner looks like the move here. Yeah, corner or a trade down, but we didn't get any good offers, so that's not really on the table here. Um, how about if we go if we're looking at Lyman, if you still feel that is a need at Lyman, how about Quinn Min- Minners from Wisconsin White One? Mm-hmm. He's he could play center, he could play guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a D three guy that kind of does fit the uh, fit the Sean McDermott mold. Someone who's had to work his way and you know earn it really for himself, coming from a place like Wisconsin Whitewater. Um, and, and in a deep offensive line class, I think that's still a pretty good value pick. Um, it is, it is deep though. Uh, you know, Walker Little, uh, other guys fall into the third round sometimes. Josh Myers is another interesting one there. Um, but I'd be, I'd be on board with Miners. Um, Kevin, is that something you'd be open to? Is, is Dylan Moses off the board? Let's, let's find out. Nice little Dylan Moses. No, no. They have one thirty second. Wow. wow, they have them late. Oh, that's where they got home at. We leave them there. Then <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to him later. Then they got home. Switch, switch from predictive for me at the top there and change it to um the uh, available mm-hmm. or player Quick, rankings. Yeah, go yeah. to player rankings for me. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. So Melfon Wu jumps a ton. To, that's true. And he's a guy who really could go anywhere from I, I got to go the corner room. I think that there's some available starters here um, in Malfon Wu and in Molden that could come in day one and be what you're looking for. It's going to be tough for me to pick interior O-line when you have that solidly there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they I definitely see, won't be there at 93, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I like that corner room before it thins out between either, you know, you guys can pick who you like more between Molden and Malfon Wu. Um, some really good names there that I think Bills fans would want if this is the way the board turned out. Um, and you could add a, such a, a talent to the cornerback two room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with what McDermott said, size and speed. So Melfon Wu. Melfon Wu. Like, I'm, I'm a firm believer. I, what he says is what he means. And I, that's, that's that, if I was a scout for the Bills, that's what I'll be trying to go after, size and speed. Mm-hmm. And what's hometown Syracuse too? It's true. Mm-hmm. Just, just up the ninety a little bit there. Around four four eight, I think. If you go by what Mookie just said, I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably he gets the the nod over Molden. Um, yeah. So I think Melfon Wu is the pick. If you're looking at him at that spot in the sixties, I think you're getting a good player um, at cornerback. And and Molden, the guy that's six three in the red zone, and you can't throw at Trey White. You want to go pick at the number two corner at six three. I like those rounds. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, Denver wants to trade back, and that's I don't know how much that is super interesting. A fit one of our two fifths and 93 to move up. I mean, that's good value if there's someone there you like. 
Yeah, so we can hit counter offer and see who's sitting there right now. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll toggle between the player rankings here. One thing I want to point out about Molden before we go here is I pretty sure he translates to be more of a slot cornerback. And if we're looking for someone to start opposite Trey White with that pick or with whatever cornerback we bring in, Melfon Wu is definitely the guy. So I think we made the right choice. Um, looking who we got here. Now, this is the place where an interior Dean's available too from Florida State, the safety, the combo safety, the big nickel. Um, true. He's a guy that you're, you're going to redo your defense. You just pick three guys who can come in and be not only helpful this year, but guys that would could develop later on. So he's he's someone to watch out for. Um, you see Shelvin on the list there from LSU and interior defensive line. So th- are they going to go that D heavy? I, I don't know. Um, but there's a couple of really good names that I could entice you, or do you sit back and keep that fifth? I'm fine either way. Mookie, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if y'all feel that if somebody that's y'all want to move up and go get, we could pull the trigger. You know what I mean? We drafted, right? You know, so we are drafted. <laughs> there's something, that, somebody that we see right there. Is it somebody that you see right there, Kev? Oh, man. I see three names I really like. I will see if we want to wait on it to see if that starts to thin out a little bit. Um, Is that Nazardine, Shelvin, and who else? Um, I like. Well, I personally like uh, Bravin Jordan at some point as you're starting to get later, but I'm not going to trade up for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I like Andre Cisco from Syracuse. I don't know if they're going to go back to back on Syracuse DBs, <laughs> um, but he's there as well. If they're still staying with that safety room, Saya Bledsoe from Missouri is another good talent. Um, so there's names there that I, I specifically like. Um, linebacker, where we are with linebacker, because we haven't really addressed it. Yeah, that's true. Let's we can do linebacker. it by position here. Chaz Surratt's still there. He's a guy they like. Yep, a guy they like. Boy, that like Dylan Moses, that Dylan yeah, Moses. let's keep the pick. Let's keep it. Let's keep rolling here. Let's decline right. that. <laughs> let's keep it rolling you and see what right. happens this here. Is, and another one. You know, we said we're going to keep it rolling, Carolina. Sorry. A couple more, at least at least for another ten picks. We'll see what happens. <laughs> maybe will I trade a sixth? Maybe. I, let's keep those fifths for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you there. Uh, Brevin Jordan is still out there. Uh, who else? Nazaldine is there. Shelvin is there. Yep. Getting, we're only 13 picks away. Ooh, now this isn't. Oh, wait, well, 20. No, 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 no. That. That's not interesting anymore. Get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Well, there's Shelvin goes. They knew Cisco something. went too. So it's starting to thin a little. Mm-hmm. Spencer Brown, there I go. Yep. Spencer mm-hmm. Brown, another good player. 10 picks. Away. There's Brevin Jordan. So hopefully Nazril Dean can. Uh, yep. Can Stay on the board. Stay on the board. This is the range. If you really like someone, you might trade up with that sixth round, jump a couple spots about mm-hmm. this. Probably tremble another popular title. Um, through Wilms just went. That and there's Nazareth. That's yeah, that's see. That's why you would make that trade. And then there's um, mm-hmm. Manners too. So that's yeah, probably. Yeah. And then Chaz Surratt. That is like worst case wow. scenario. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the Bills there, but that's why you traded. Like I said, about the range. I said around the Jets pick there. Um, the Steelers pick there with Michael Carter, that's where you about make that trade and you get your choice of those players. So I think you could see something like that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, this, I don't, I mean, I do, we already hit edge though. I do like uh, Dio down here from Vanderbilt, 96 overall right there. He's someone who can play like inside and outside, whether it's defensive tackle or edge rusher and still get to the quarterback. He's like a trademark McDermott, uh, you know, versatile player, but we already did attack uh, address here with away. So oof, Mookie, how do you, how do you feel about this here? 
That's worst case scenario now for the Bills. They, they, they probably didn't like that. Knowing that we don't have a fourth round pick right here, mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta look at you know go right to uh, the rankings. Mm-hmm. Now I know my guy still is gonna be up there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, linebacker? Yeah, Dylan Moses at 127 is definitely still yeah, there. Definitely up there. Um, go to safety. Then, is Jacoby, Jacoby Stevens? Where's Jacoby Stevens at? He's gone? Uh, no, he he's some – is he gone? He's usually around one – oh, no, he's down there, 283. He's a guy that oh, can go anywhere. Goodness. When I've been doing these uh, <laughs> drafts, he goes from, like, the fourth to the seventh round. It's pretty unpredictable, and that kind of seems – you know, typical. Of How about that O line spot? Otherwise, I mean, it's looking like going linebacker here, but go go to the O line spot just to interior. You got trade nothing, nothing extremely exciting at the top there. You know, offensive tackle. You got Brady Christensen, I guess, ninety nine. That's not that he could be a second round pick potentially. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm inclined. I mean, since we didn't get any good trade offers, we got to stay put here. I'm inclined to go linebacker personally. Um, but it is a bit of a reach for Dylan Moses. We don't Dylan Moses, it, do you consider Dylan Moses better than Klein? Probably. Definitely probably. Well, <laughs> I mean, at, you're talking about at a million dollars compared to six million too. So, you know, mm-hmm. they can't do anything about it this year, but but long I mean we're in the third round here, late third round. You are looking long term a little bit. Is mm-hmm. there anything in that tight end room? Running back room, tight end. No, okay. Not running back. No. Man. So, so thinking. Not a, not a great board the way that just went with the last ten picks. That's probably why you might trade a fifth or a six, but we played it out. Yeah, um, we took the risk there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you probably it out. You still Dylan Moses falling. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's Moses not. is the pick. I think Moses yeah. is the pick. You and you go, you go that route. There's no one else there. Yep. Beautiful. I mean, you get a guy that's a for sure winner. Linebacker. <laughs> so that can cover. And we know they like him, right, Mookie? Yeah, yeah. He said he spoke with them quite a bit. Like all these guys, I ask, like you know. So there you go. So, Maybe that would have been an easier pick for the Bills than it was for us there for for Moses. Now, this is where we earn our money at because we don't have a fourth round pick now, and it's going to be a complete runoff. <laughs> <laughs> And we went defense, 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 too. And I like that a lot. Like, we know this offense can produce at, you know, a conference championship level, but the defense was the issue. Granted, Starla is, like, the hot topic of him coming back, but it's still an unknown. So I I do like attacking defense here. And here's the range where definitely I could see them coming up at some point here in the fourth round if if there's someone on the board. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think they hold both fifth-round picks, personally, but – no, I don't think they're very close together too, 161 and 174. Um, so d- definitely an interesting situation. Yeah, maybe some right here is really interesting from North Carolina to come up and get. Mm. They definitely had some interest in Newsome at some point this offseason. And there he goes. <laughs> no shock to see him go to Ron Rivera. If good, good pick there in that round 124. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, you know, r- r- you know, we're here in the fourth round and we haven't addressed running back, which to me is a win personally. Uh, it's a, it is a deep running back class. Is it a homer in me, Mookie, to want Jarrett Patterson here? Or do you think that could be a good late round uh, guy for the Bills to add? I just don't see the Bills drafting a running back. We got Matt Breida, 
You got, uh, I mean, Tywan John's more a special teams guy. You got Singletary. You got Moss. So let's not forget about uh, Mr. Williams from North Carolina that's already on a roster that's on the practice squad. True. Mm-hmm. And you know, never count out Christian Wade, am I right? <laughs> that too. Returner, he's got tons of rugby experience, and mm-hmm. I think his path to the dra- or path to the roster is returner. If he can beat out the other guys returning the football, that's how he gets on the roster. The return battle is going to be extremely interesting for the Bills this year at training camp between Isaiah McKenzie, Taiwan Jones, Powell, who they brought in, uh, and even Christian Wood. That's if they don't add another mix here. I mean, they love returners. They might exactly. go Newsome in some point in the fourth round if they want to come up. So. I do know oh, like Brita, Brita return kicks as well. Yep. Yeah, Brita. Taiwan Jones will. Yeah. Um, so they've got names. Mm-hmm. Sam Ellinger there goes a quarterback for the Vikings. Not sure how to, you know, what to make of that with Kirk, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're here. We got Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn, who's actually someone that has met with the Bills, which is that that's an interesting name to still be there at 161. Um you know, is is this the time where we do address offense? I think because you know, we've we've kind of stuck to the defense for the first three four rounds of the draft. Just check tight end. Checking tight, and it seems like we may have missed the boat on some of these guys. Trey McKitty isn't bad. What's his rank? One sixty seven player rank. There you go. That's interesting, Trey McKitty. Now, Trey McKitty was at Florida State originally, and yep. he was more of a receiver-type guy. When he came to Georgia, he was like a hybrid tight end. He could play fullback at 6'5", 260. He could play in, and you could flex him out. Um, so, I mean, when you do want to need a big guy, a big fullback type of guy to help mm-hmm. your offense, and I did see the Bills trying to use that H-back type of deal with, with Watson. But, mm-hmm. you know, this guy's more prone for that. I mean, I do the, the Bills do need to draft another tight end. Um, so I don't know when when do they do that. But Yeah, I like McKitty. I, it starts to thin out quickly. So He I might mean, be the good. best blocking tight end left. And with the departure of Lee Smith, and that's not exactly Jacob Hollister's MOI there as a blocker, um, mm-hmm. McKitty might be the smart pick here, to be honest. And, again, another the tight ends do develop in the NFL. They don't usually – contribute right away so with Dawson Knox in his third year yeah. having you know one developmental tight end who should be breaking out soon and having one in our back pocket isn't a terrible yeah I go McKitty here let's let's take him off the board Love wrap that. up wrap up tight end for the... 161 he was like 167 so that was kind of like right on Schwartz mm-hmm. comes immediate after that now Schwartz do his run you know anywhere between a 4-2 and a 4-3 he's a guy that could blow the top off of a defense mm-hmm Another guy, speedy receiver, Austin Watkins, is still there. Uh, and we are up in just a few picks. So there's a shot that could be adding two young pieces to the offense here. Let's see how this falls. And Chris Evans, a running back, goes to Green Bay. So another running back for Green Bay. That's one after re-signing Aaron Jones. Oh, man. Uh, I, I do like Austin Watkins here. It's not just because I still have my Sammy Watkins jersey because that's my last name and my friends peer pressured me into getting it. <laughs> but uh, I do I do think I like him as a pick there. Um, maybe see where defensive line is, and that seems to have thinned out pretty well. Safety? Uh, Hit safety? Safety. Uh, Jacoby Stevens is still there, but I feel like we could still get him at 213, to be completely honest. He's a guy okay. who's 
calls pretty late sometimes. Um, just this is how the mock draft machine goes. I, he's someone I could see absolutely being picked, you know, in the fourth or the fifth round um, before the Bills get their shot at him. Mookie, any positions you want to check out? Um, let's 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 try corner. Let's see if there's a big nickel around there still that you could, you know, try to, to fill around or safety. I mean, let's see if we can find a hybrid, a safety corner linebacker, mm-hmm. you know, see if we can do that. Um, where is Isaiah McDuffie at on this board? Let's see. Hmm. Maybe he already got picked. How do you spell McDuffie? Am I, is that not how you spell it? Mick, D-U-F-F-I-E. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, but he's not. Oh, well, he probably not. I guess. Well, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I'm not going to spell names wrong any longer. I guess I'm not supposed to be a teacher. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I guess we're between any of these safeties here. I'm not brushed up on the late round safeties for the most part. Um, nah, so. nothing really jumps out right there. Mm-hmm. So, so we're looking corner. We're looking wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the range if they like a receiver that they would pull here in the late fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about what about lineman? Did we address a O lineman at this point? Anything? Anybody looks not right there. Yeah. So um, tackles have been kind of picked over there. <sighs> Let's see. Trey Hill out of Georgia is kind of interesting, but. Only kind of. I think I do like them to take a receiver here, um, personally. Uh, is there anyone outside of Austin Watkins that we would be interested in? All right. What's your rundown on Watkins? Well, he's a vertical guy, uh, so he's definitely someone who can help spread the field a little bit more. Um, and, you know, that's just fits right into – Josh Allen's skill set already. If there were, God forbid, injuries going down, he's someone who I think could, with obviously still being raw, step in and at least be a placeholder for Emmanuel Sanders and not let us miss a beat too much on on offense. Uh, obviously, Gabriel Davis is you know the one who would really pick up the brunt of that workload there. But I think he's someone who, who could help continue to stretch the field vertically if someone were to miss miss some time. Uh, so I do. That's that's kind of why I'm in on him. Hey man, let's go with it. It's competition, right? We 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 bring in the competition in. Mm-hmm. And we need we need receivers every year for Josh Allen. It's not just about this year. So maybe that's why they have receivers. Yeah, six six one, six two, two oh seven. I mean, he does have some size to him. Um, you know, there's 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 some good things to go. Um, he locates the ball well, which you're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he he could be a a good uh, a good analysis to, to add. And then I mean, especially at that pick right there, it's like you get some good value, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's all about. You want to get a guy that, how Bean said, you know, last year when I asked you, you definitely want to get a guy that could come in and, you know, um, eventually start for you or a guy that can push a starter right now for a jersey. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is he good enough to, you know, uh, fight for a roster spot at that pick? So, you know, I think Austin Watkins has that value. And we're coming up slowly but surely on pick 213. And from what I've seen, Jacoby Stevens is still out there. And that's someone who I would love to get in the sixth round. I think that could be a really good value. Um, Malcolm Coons, the edge rusher from UB, goes there to the Good value in the sixth round. Does have a lot of talent. 
Yeah. He's someone who, if we did miss the boat on some of the guys early on, I would like to see the Bills add as a, a late round project. That, uh, oh, but to Daryl Stanton goes off at 198. Mm-hmm. Good pick, too. Yeah, uh, good running backs late in the here. You got, you got Hubbard just went. You got Williams Patterson. and Patterson just going in the sixth round. Sweet spot there if you want to take a chance in the sixth mm-hmm. round. Yeah. Tyree Gillespie's Gillespie's been sitting out there for a while. He finally goes to the Titans. Uh, it looks like Jacoby. St- I'm not going to say it because I don't want to jinx anything. But <laughs> at two thirteen, that's not a bad idea. Ray Brown. All right, yeah. So we're up, and he's still out there. Is there any de- deliberation here? Or would we want? No, I, t- to- I think you take him off the board oh, here. Wait, 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 wait. Now, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just seen Christian Ophoff, but he's two seventy five. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, let's go grab Jacoby, man. That car should be- go ahead. Go ahead and get He'll go shot. higher than there's. I think he more, more, more in the fifth round range, anyways. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Uh-huh. That that's a guy who having those two fifth round picks could really benefit to get him. I like Christian Uphoff as well. So mm-hmm. double down. I mean, we, we saw them do it with uh, with who was it? Austin Kroll and who else at the end of the draft? Six and seven a couple years back. So you know they're not opposed to doubling down on one position in the draft. They did it with Verizhao. Uh Matt Milano was drafted. And then they oh, yeah. with, with, with what's his name? Vallejo? Yeah, Vallejo. Vallejo, yeah. Milano. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, no, they did double down there for sure. And now we're into the seventh round. Last pick coming up here. Luckily, we get to go to not really bet earlier, but get out of the day three. Of the, the Bills game. will use this pick now as someone, an undrafted free agent they didn't think they could sign rather yeah. than maybe the best available. Mm-hmm. They do it all the time. Yep, and we'll hear from Brandon Bean. We had no idea this guy would still be there in the seventh round. Um, Is Uphoff still there? Red safety? He is. I mean, with anybody else y'all got y'all, that's on this. No, double it down. You might as well bring in talented players. Yeah. Well, Christian Umphoff, now I asked Mel Kuyper about, I asked Mel Kuyper who was this year's Jeremy Chin. And he's like, man, let's just stay in Illinois State. Christian Umphoff, 6'3". You know, he can play all three uh, um, DB positions, and he's a return specialist. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. That seems like he, that, that's the prototypical. Seems like he'll probably go higher than 236, to be honest. Yeah, he, he should. But if he's there, yeah, I'll be screaming. I mean, you know, y'all, after this draft, guys, we put this <laughs> up. Go check out the highlight tapes. I think we did an outstanding job. I think we won the draft. <laughs> Yeah, I think so too. We'll be putting this draft together in an article up on the up on the Trainwreck Sports website so that you guys can see who we picked and get a little glimpse uh, as to why we did. But addressing edge rusher, cornerback, linebacker, tight end, wide receiver, and doubling down on safety, I don't know if there would be a lot of people upset at this, except for the fact that we didn't get Travis Etienne. <laughs> Only the running back fans would be upset, I think. Yeah, I mean, just look at the namesake of these guys we picked. I mean, the names. You know, we drafted big names at at, 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 at in late rounds. You know, like we talking AP All Americans. You know, we're talking national champions. You know, you, you know, we're talking dynamic guys. This is probably the best draft machine draft I've ever been a part of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's high praise for for the work that we've done here. So I think that there's no better time to to leave the show here than now. <laughs> uh, Mookie, really don't want to keep you long because we've been on this show for over an hour now. But really appreciate you. It's been a blast talking with you. Hopefully, we can circle back after the draft and evaluate what Big Baller Bean does. 
Uh, but in the meantime, tell the listeners where they can find all your work because we know there's a lot to go around. All right, man, it's a lot to go around, man. You can catch me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, underneath a rock personally. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm there. I, I'm Ruffle Sports 1080. Uh, I do a radio show every Sunday at 96.5 Power FM. And I was in a staff meeting before I got here. We're going to be doing some late night sports live on the radio. Hopefully, you guys can join me at 10 o'clock on Monday nights and Wednesday nights on Power 96.5. I shoot the message and we'll be there. You know, say the word. We're at your disposal. Uh, thank you again, uh, Kevin. Thanks, as always, for being here. Thank you to Amber's Pizza and Ale House, their debut episode as an official sponsor of the Crowd Assist podcast. And obviously, Thank you to everyone who tuned in. We'll be back next week with more draft coverage. Stay tuned to the Danger Zone for MLB betting. Uh, happy Hour Hoops doing a lot of stuff for college back- basketball this weekend. So loads of content coming out from Trainwreck Sports, not just here on the cap. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>